every single one of us was created with an internal gift and when you don't try to search and see what that eternal gift is then you're actually not only doing yourself a disservice but you're doing a disservice to the people around you you're like me you've always had a desire to do more and deep inside you've known there's a way and a possibility for you to achieve your dreams the lifestyle and achieve the freedom you've always wanted because we have what it takes to get things done and learn from others and get the mindset to achieve the dreams we've always wanted. Welcome to SB Warriors. Woo! Hey, what's up everybody? Paul K here with Ryan Tillman. Ryan is the man. He is absolutely breaking down huge things and I'm I'm actually really, really blessed and feel honored to have this conversation. Ryan, um, for those who don't know you, please tell them what your mission is and you know what you're doing, what you're doing. Hey, what's going on, guys? So yeah, my name is Ryan Tillman, and thanks again, bro, for having me on, man. It, Bert, no, the pleasure is all mine, man. It's an honor to be on, uh, that, that you would ask me to come on, so um, I really appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, my, my name is Ryan Tillman. I am the founder of Breaking Barriers United. Uh, I always like to tell people that I'm a police officer by day, entrepreneur by night. So uh, my day job, I've been policing for about five and a half years now, work out here for a, a local agency in Southern California. And then uh, by night, I've been running this business for about four four years and it's, it's growing tremendously. So it's kind of crazy uh, just kind of being on this roller coaster uh, to success. What is, because I've seen you talk on uses of force with law enforcement. I've seen you give talks to like high school kids and what is your actual business that you're actually doing? <laughs> uh, it's so funny, man. So it's kind of evolved into so many different things. On paper, it's a consulting firm, um, but there's so many different things that we do as an organization. Uh, I guess what, what kind of got it all started was uh, about four and a half years when I got into the profession, uh, I could start seeing law enforcement completely differently. I start understanding why we do what we do, how we do what we do. And a little bit before I got into law enforcement, I wasn't the biggest fan of police officers. I didn't like them. So, you know, when I saw things differently, I was like, you know, I wonder if I can go out there and educate people about some of the myths and, um, you know, things that people would say about law enforcement that weren't necessarily true uh, because I saw it differently. And so what I started doing was a presentation that I call the initiative workshop which is basically putting people in our shoes as officers. But I tell my story, I tell people where I come from, why I didn't like cops, the treatment. And then, um, yeah, so I started doing that presentation. I was right on the heels of Ferguson. And uh, that, that presentation just kind of took off. I was doing it in churches across uh, Southern California. And then I ended up going on to do um, presentations in high schools and middle schools. And uh, that's really kind of where the business actually got started on paper uh, was because, you know, I. You know, people wanted wanted to hear more, and so that's what I did. So, how did you kind of find your way? Did you just start doing it, and people started, "Hey, you need to talk to so and so"? Was it organic? Oh, it was completely organic, man. Um, I mean, I think the 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 part that was organic was me just speaking about it. I've always had a, a knack for public speaking ever since I was young, man. Like, I remember doing a um, a keynote presentation at mid middle school, and so. Uh, and the other part was, is actually the relationships that I kind of establishing with people. That was also organic. I would just meet people at different places at different times, and then they would introduce me to another person and so forth and so on. And it kind of just grew from there. And so, and it's still kind of the way my business continues to grow is just kind of word of mouth. But the organic part of it was, you know, I've always, I've always had a sense to speak in front of people. And so I kind of just fit right in my mold. And it's funny because 
when I was uh, in college, so I played college at University of Nevada, Las Vegas. I played there on a football scholarship. And when I was there, I always wanted to run my own business. Like I wanted to, that's all I did. I was like, man, I just want to run my own business. So I had like, I can go down a list of different business ideas I had. I've lost money, you know, investing in different business ideas. I've, um, I developed business plans for different business ideas. And when I got into law enforcement, I was just kind of like, man, like this is, this is a wrap. Like there's no more running my own business. You know, I got my career now. So like, it's, it's done. And little did I realize that that was just kind of the tip of the iceberg when I realized like, you know, there's actually a need for what I do now in law enforcement and that can still be a business. Yeah. And so I remember what my, my cousin, he's a very successful entrepreneur. He always told me, he was like, Ryan, you know, when I look at a burning building, everybody's like running away from that burning building. Um, I'm, I'm kind of the guy that's running towards the burning building and waiting for the firefighters to put it out because once they put it out, then that's when I'm going to go in there and try to figure out how I can revamp the place and just do it way better. And so that's kind of my philosophy towards law enforcement is, you know, there's a lot of people running away from the profession on both sides, you know, internally and externally. And I'm kind of the guy that's running towards it, trying to figure out how we can redo this profession. And I've said it before and I'll say it again, you know, I when I when I leave this earth, I want people to say that, you know, Ryan changed the face of modern day policing. How are you perceived, first of all, in your department taking on this responsibility? They're like, hey, you, hey, young buck, like, what are you doing? Well, you don't know. How did you get through that? Oh man, uh, did I definitely go through it a hundred percent, bro? Like I, I had this idea for for BBU when I first got like when I first got off of training. So I was only a year. I was on less than a year when I had this idea for BBU, and I'm a very spiritual guy. I was praying about it, man. I was like, you know, I think this is what God wants me to do. So I ran with it. But bro, I, I took so much criticism for people, and and I get it looking back. And I understand why people would say that. It's because they're like, here's this young buck. You know, traditionally they've always said you don't really start knowing your day job until you're about five years on. So I understand that that philosophy. But at the same time, I kind of you know I, I like to use analogies. And as a former football player, you know, you have vets that have been in the league for like you know seven eight years, and they get comfortable. And then you get this, you know, number one draft pick that comes in and he may not know the offense. He may not know the defense that way, but the dude is a ball player. You're not going to keep that dude on the bench because he's a rookie. You know what I mean? You put him in the game and he's yeah. probably going to run up numbers more than anybody, more than any of your vets. So, yeah, your vets may know the game a little bit more than the rookie does. But I guarantee you the rookie's going to put up better numbers just because he's fresh and he has a different insight and, and his body is fresh. And so it's kind of the same thing in law enforcement is you can't always discount your um, your rookies. You know what I mean? Like your rookies are, are, are good. And yes, they have a lot to learn, but your rookies are still untainted. Your, your rookies are still, you know, have that positive attitude. Your rookies still want to change the world. So why discourage the rookies when the rookies can actually go out there and, and, and bring some new insight to, to the profession? So when I start looking at it from that perspective, man, it kind of just allowed me to just um start tuning like i needed people i i needed to realize like i'm not always going to have people that are for me i'm not always going to have people that are supporting me and so the faster i could learn to shake stuff off like that the the faster i was going to be able to mature to have a successful business well i think no matter what there is a need in to do what you do there's a need in the marketplace there's a need in society for people to put out this information because I don't know why departments aren't doing it enough. You're filling a huge goal, uh, a huge gap that like, hey, this needs to happen. Um, so, mm -hmm. so balancing that because you're married, have kids, you do this and you also work. Uh, right now I work in day shifts. So right now I usually work uh, Monday through Thursday or Tuesday through Friday. Just depends. I mean, it always, it's always like, 
working right now, 10 hour shifts. So, so you can imagine like you're always juggling, you know? You know, yeah, I, I have a, because I have a full-time uh, job, you know, I also have a family, I'm a family man and I don't want my, my kids to grow up and say, dad was never there. Dad never did anything. So, you know, I really invest. I obviously never wanted to my family. My relationship with God is another thing. And the business kind of just comes after everything else. So right now there's like different pillars of my business. And, um, you know, the main thing that I have is my speaking business. And that's where I kind of just go out and I'm, you know, I'm contracted through multiple school districts. And now I'm actually traveling across the country. I've been to St. Louis, Minnesota, I'm supposed to go to Jersey next month. I'm going to Oakland in September and then Denver in November. So I'm speaking, you know, to departments and, and schools, you know, um, and, and churches still. And then uh, on top of that, we actually have an after school program called Chosen, where I actually hire police officers to go in and teach kids about law enforcement and also nice. uh, career development stuff. And so that, that Chosen program right now is currently in two schools and is actually, it sounds like we might be in the third school starting uh, this new school year. And that's fun because, you know, I get, to, I get to pick and choose the officers that I want to go and teach our kids. And the kids love it because we change their perspective in so many different ways. So we have that going and then we have a podcast, man, that we've been doing for less than a year. We've been doing it for almost eight or nine months now. And uh, it's downloaded in over 11, 12 countries, man. Um, I mean, I had somebody buy a, a hat from me from Germany. I thought that was crazy. So uh, I had people reach out to me from Ghana, New Zealand, places I didn't even know had police departments, man. So, and then uh, we have an apparel brand, obviously the BBU. And the reason behind the apparel brand is not because I want people to buy apparel from us. It's because I want, I want people when they see our logo to know what it stands for, to know that when you, when you see a person wearing a BBU shirt, you know that person stands in the middle there and there is no left or there is no right this is a person that stands in the middle and tries to see both sides so that's the purpose of the apparel brand what do you think the biggest thing you would recommend people to kind of get rid of the fears like literally people shaking when you um coming up with like telling you miranda when miranda is inapplicable all these things right <laughs> so what what is the biggest thing you would recommend the average person of color or not to kind of like understand like, hey, look, this is what you need to understand? Man, the biggest thing is simple, man. And, and I always tell people like, I'm not I'm not giving anybody like any groundbreaking information. I'm not like, I'm not like an Aristotle or a, 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 a Einstein or nothing like that. It's common sense stuff. But you know what, sometimes I realize like we forget the common sense stuff. And so what I tell people is like, just comply like if a police officer pulls you over uh, and he gives you directions just comply just do what they say uh whether or not you think the the stop was appropriate or not just comply uh i actually had a discussion with a friend of mine his name is tam and tam is a civil rights activist he's an attorney and everything you know or he told me he was like the time of the place the, the time of the stop is not the place to argue like exactly that's what court is for that's what that's what we go to court for that's the place to argue and so i think oftentimes and i get it like i'm not going to sit here and act like uh, or i wouldn't be mad if i got pulled over by a police officer that didn't have any right to pull me over like i would be pissed off and 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 quite frankly that's why i didn't like police officers before because i had some interactions like that like i had some situations where you know, police officers I felt were unjustly trying to talk to me or, or harass me and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, what I realized is like, you know, that one, they have a job to do. Two, sometimes police officers are the cover for other people's racist and uh, racist antics. And what I mean by that is like, you can have a person that's a racist person and they'll call the police because they see a, a you know, a black guy or a white person or a Hispanic person walking across the street. And they, in their reality, they don't just don't like that person, which is why they called the police. 
So the police show up and have to talk to him. And we have no idea that the person that called in is racist. But yeah, we end up being on the, the, the opposite end of the racist antics that they got going on. So what I realized is like, just, just comply with the police officer's instructions. Uh, I have very rarely ever, I don't think I've ever seen a video where somebody was killed by the hands of police instruction that they were giving them. Uh, I've, I've never seen that happen before. And so I very, and I highly doubt Still that it would happen. I mean, am I going to sit here and say that every police officer, yeah, every single police officer is not good. Um, there are definitely some uh, corrupt cops out there. There's actually a, a video out right now about a guy, officer that was just arrested for planting drugs on so, people. So you definitely have those, you know, idiots out there like that, but majority of people are good. And so if you just comply with officer's instructions, um, I, I guarantee you'll make it out of that stop alive. And if you don't, then, you know, I, I would definitely be at the front line of your lawsuit, you know, trying to defend you because uh, it wouldn't be right. But I, I it's, you know, it's, I've never really seen anything like that. Are you um, being in law enforcement and having going through probably an IA before, are you on the front line, hey, recommending like, hey, look, you can also go through things administratively through the department. Do you recommend that as well? Or do you kind of like, okay. Of course, of course, because I, and, and I always tell people like, if, if I do something I'm not supposed to be doing, then like you have every right to go to my supervisor and complain. Like I, it's funny, man. I was in a, a IA a few years ago where I pulled some guy over for, um, you know, he was riding his bike on the sidewalk or whatever. So yeah, I pulled him over. Um, I kind of, I recognized him before and the dude was just giving me a hard time. He was not complying with anything. I told the dude not to go in his pockets. He went in his pockets anyway. So as soon as he reached in his pockets, I basically slammed the dude to the ground, put handcuffs on him. And then I found out later that, you know, he complained on me now after the end of the complaint, like they, they watched my video and found out everything I did was justified. And so, you know, if you feel like you've been done by your officers, yeah, go to their supervisor. But I actually rather you go to the supervisor if you feel like it's done wrong, because at least, you know, you'll get an internal investigation. Like, you know, and if that officer didn't do anything wrong, then great. But if he did do something wrong, that's something that the department needs to know about, because just as much as we're out there trying to fight crime and keep our, keep our streets safe, Departments also have an obligation to make sure that all their officers are complying and, and, and operating within the and within policy. I had a chance to come to an organization that was talking about policing and they were mentioning how they asked for body cameras, but then they were complaining now that everybody has footage of them. And I'm like, I'm like, how, how can you have you like you, you can't ask for both things and complain about it? Nope. I, I when when we first got the body cameras, I always said like you know what, if as long as I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing, then I have nothing to worry about. Are there times where, you know, my body camera will be on and I say something that I probably shouldn't have said? Yeah, there's times because we're humans. And that's what I, I try to convey to the public is like, you can't think that police officers are perfect. Like if you sat there and watched nothing but body camera footage of a police officer in their ship, there are going to be things that you're not happy about because we're human beings. It's just like anybody else that goes to their regular job and talks trash about people that they work with or the boss or the people in the queue. Like it's the same thing, like, or customers. Like, you know, I used to work in Abercrombie and Fitch and you know, you have a, a, a couple of customers come in, they just got on your nerves. And as soon as you left, you start talking about them. Well, if that was on body camera footage, it wouldn't look good. You know what I mean? Like it just wouldn't. So like, it's impossible to sit here and say that all body camera footage is gonna be perfect. But for the most part, as long as you're morally, ethically right and doing what you're doing, you have nothing to worry about. Like. I'm afraid to hit the streets now without my body camera because I would rather have my own camera tell a story than somebody else's cell phone. That's a good story. point because it only picks up certain angles and, and anybody in law enforcement, I, I don't think the public realize how hard of a job it is. So hats off to you and all your fellow members and, you know, especially your department, how they work and like people don't understand it's a needed part of society. 
but the way the media comes at them, it people I think people are going to wake up going, "What happened to all the cops one day?" Yeah, you know, and and that's uh, what's the unfortunate part with the time we're living in right now is there are more police officers that don't want to do this job anymore uh, because we've had a successful economy over the last six or seven years. Um, you know, people are like, "Why should I go risk my life when I can get a job in corporate America making, if not the same, more money?" So how did you decide that, you know what, I'm going to speak, I'm going to do all these things and then launch a conference? Like, where did this conference idea come from? Uh, again, bro, going back to my faith, bro, like um, one day I'm just driving and, you know, like I'm, I'm constantly prayer. I'm, I'm, I'm constantly in prayer and meditation and stuff like that. And from I literally woke up one morning and had this idea for a presentation. I went to my laptop and it's like, I feel like I was a rap artist just in the studio busting out lyrics, bro. Like. It literally just came off the top and so uh and it came through effortlessly like it didn't take any it wasn't hard or nothing like that and it's kind of the same thing for the conference like i was driving home i had been to eric thomas's up at a few of his conferences i had been to other conferences you know and people were like oh no you know they got all these relationships all about who you know right so i was like well shoot i'm gonna make my own freaking conference and i'm gonna be the keynote speaker um so that's kind of where it came from and just realizing like if you really think about the way cities and municipalities are broken up to, you have educators, law enforcement, and city officials and civilians. Like those are the four components that break up any municipality. Okay. So I was like, so why are we not training together? Why are we not learning together? Like, why is everything broken up and divided? You know what I mean? Like, so I was like, you know, why not put a conference on where we can have everybody come to one central conference and talk about multiple different aspects of our communities? You know, because if we can take proactive steps to keep people, you know, safe, keep people or educate people, uh, keep people out of jail, then everybody benefits from that. You know what I mean? Like as a school resource officer right now, like I recognize like if I don't get some of these kids in check, then the police officers that are on the street right now are going to end up dealing with the yeah. student. And then the city government is going to suffer because now we have to spend more money to keep these people off of our streets as transients. So like, let's 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 figure out what we can do together collaboratively. You're going to work at something. It's just a matter of what you're working at. And it's just understanding like those people who end up committing crimes, they're working at it. They, they're they're scoping it out. Mm -hmm. They're taking the time. They're taking the energy to put it towards something. The result of that might be temporarily positive gain of some money, but long term, like that's it, not there. And so how, mm -hmm. like that mind shift, what you're doing, that mind shift change is so needed, especially in the youth. It's it just, you know, like sometimes you're like, you're like, man, you're just one person, right? Like, do you ever feel like that? Like, I'm just one person, man. Yeah, I do. I do. And that's why, you know, that's why I started multiple th different things like the after school program, like the after school program runs if I'm there or not. And the good thing is like, it's my philosophy. It's like my curriculums and things that I thought about. And so I'm I'm there without having to be there. The thing about speaking is, is I can only be at one place at one time. So, you know, that's why, you know, eventually, man, I got so many different things in the, in the plan and in, in the network, bro. Like we're going to be putting out trainings online for, you know, civilians and for officers. Uh, we have a recruiting business coming in to to solve the, the, the issues of, you know, how do we get more police officers to want to join the profession? How do we get quality officers? So man, we we haven't even begun to scratch the surface, man, of what BBU is going to look like in, in 15, 20 years. Wow, that's awesome. I, I really appreciate it. So if people want to get a hold of you um, and kind of find out more about what you do or your services, what's the best way to do that? Uh, best way to get a hold of me is through email, man. So just email me directly. It's going to be ryan at breakingbarriersunited.com. Or you can also hit me at info at breakingbarriersunited.com. 
Uh, go on our website if you want to know more about what we do. It's BreakingBarriersUnited.com. And so, uh, yeah, the, the, that's kind of the best way to reach out to me. And we got so many different things, man. And like, it's a phenomenal opportunity to still be able to have a, a, a good day job, but run my own business like I've always wanted to from the uh, from the get go. Wow. Well, you know, keep doing what you're doing, man. I appreciate you coming on. You know, if you if you ever wanted to do something to change, you know, society, change your life, change the world, whatever it is, stop thinking about it and just do it. Like I know people say it all the time. I know you probably listen to podcasts. I know you listen to people around the world, but just do it. Like you can honestly, you every single one of us was created with an internal gift, and when you don't try to search and see what that eternal gift is then you're actually not only doing yourself a disservice but you're doing a disservice to the people around you every single one of you has a gift out there go out there figure out what that gift is and use it to benefit not only yourself but the society around you so thanks again uh especially paul man thanks for having me on brother hey sb warriors thanks for listening to today's podcast if you like more help to grow your business you're going to want to participate in the 21 day business challenge where we're going to show you how to use video advertising to grow your business in your area for your niche and help you get more customers and outreach than television this is an amazing opportunity we're going to do it in 21 days and we'll take you through a complete process that will absolutely blow your mind also if you like today's show we ask that you leave feedback review on itunes so we can help grow the show to other business owners just like you and if you're looking to get more tips and tricks and insights feel free to join our facebook group where we share information about how to grow your business in today's internet marketing world and help you gain more customers with insights from other business owners just like you Thanks again, SB Warriors, and keep pushing.